seem to recognize last place Haunting, familiar and I can't seem to place it Can I rewind? Was that fumbled or caught? We dropped the game Losing is catching up with me Taking place One year too long For pace But no one's ever Taken heed Brad Pig's farts And thoughts they fade Fade away Brad Pig's farts And thoughts they fade Fade away I swear I recognize Horstead Signing Equinemius Fear slowly raising Akeem we couldn't resign For he's not important It's hard when you're injured on the shelf Get seen Offense changing all Brad Biggs predicts our fate Shirtless, that's what no one wants to see I just want to scream Super Bowl My God, it's been so long Hard to dream you'll return Polls now here Parts and thoughts they fade away. Parts and thoughts they fade, fade away. Whoa, that was not any better, but we hope you liked it. Welcome back to Zero Ducks. It has been a long time, and holy shit, there are so many new Chicago Bears. We are going to dive so deep into these new acquisitions as only Zero Ducks can. We have a couple of unique takes. You know that. Oh, God, we're so glad you're here. This is going to be a red-hot episode with lots and lots of audio surprises. Listen all the way through. It's worth it. We promise. We love you. Thank you, Zero Ducks. Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. 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 Zestocks! Zestocks! How are you, Dan? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I have been waiting for this day for months. I doubt our listeners have, but if you have listeners, we love you. 
Uh, but don't lie to us. You didn't miss us that much. Dan, I missed you. God damn it, you're handsome tonight. Ugh, hubba hubba. <laughs> Your scream absolutely buckled my audio. I hope that didn't ruin some speakers because I know people are listening on those like old-timey speakers that are like five yep. feet tall with the bass turned up real high. Turn up the treble. Turn up the treble. I don't know. I'm not a big, big audio audio visual guy uh but <laughs> hey bill let's get back to the point how are you buddy you look great uh we've been talking about how excited we are for this evening for a month question mark yeah. it's been a while sure. mm-hmm. it's finally here it has risen it is risen our lord and savior zero doings <laughs> yes indeed and he will raise me up on Brian Paul's wings. wings. Yeah, it was, uh, wow, what a weekend. We are going to get right into it. Um, so much to talk about. So many new bears added to the roster with names that we are going to fuck up left and right. I am sure we are going to analyze so deep. We have watched so much film. We'll give our unique takes on all the happenings right dan oh we're gonna get right into it yeah we did so much research that i'm currently doing so let's do it baby all right see you next segment mel kuyper fucks pumpkin pies (laughs) it's ryan pulls season baby this league's extremely hard if you just sat back and watched you know, uh, Ryan's staff. Get your hands on them. Just. That's a huge piece. And they're big, long players. <laughs> this guy is, is long. He's flexible. He can dip. Come on, let's dip, baby. Dip, baby. Get your hands on them. Just. It's about the lasagna. You're the you Aaron Rodgers <laughs> boing, 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 boing. oh we are back this weekend so red hot and so we are here to break it down and by break it down i mean of course the 2022 bears schedule so bill week one we have the detroit lions coming into town uh who do you have winning that game okay um that's dumb i couldn't wait to get that stupid ass joke out (laughs) i let me just start off by saying if i i saw on twitter today that someone had a mock draft for next year for the bears oh if I see another mock draft, I will shoot myself directly in the head. Right in the head, I will kill myself. Stop it with the mock drafts. Just stop it. Yeah. Guys, we don't want Dan to kill himself. It's not worth it, but I totally understand where he's coming from. A lot of PFF mock drafts are like, oh, you can trade three seventh rounders for DK Metcalf, and it's no problem at all. There's a lot of that going on. PFF, kiss my ass kiss my ass you stole money from me today but that's for another time you motherfuckers yeah 
the the I'm sorry if you're just if you did all right if you did one mock draft okay you're just curious you wanted to see how it works I got you but if you're putting out like five a day you're a loser you're a loser and you hit it on the head if you're making trades within a mock draft what are you doing get a life get go get laid something Jesus Christ that was painful to see and I I thought about going on there last year I think I did a mock draft where I uh, drafted only quarterbacks for the Bears and I tried to do it again I went on just briefly to see if I could do it this year and I think you had to pay so are you guys paying for these mock drafts as well uh don't do that maybe spend your money on something uh that you could actually use in your life so I'm just upset with mock drafts still apparently I guess that's where we're starting off the show (laughs) that's totally fine Dan yeah I, I get it I get it um so as upset as you were about mock drafts this offseason <laughs> and today, were you equally as upset <laughs> with how the weekend went? Or should we take it a day at a time? I know Bears didn't have a first rounder. So Thursday, did you watch any of Thursday? How'd, how'd that go in your world, Dan Doinks? Barely. I followed it on my phone. It's so funny how little interest there is when your team doesn't have a first round pick, right? Especially the... I was excited that the draft was coming, but Thursday night I wasn't, I wasn't changing my schedule around for, uh, to watch the entire thing. So, nope, wasn't too locked in. I'll be honest. And I, yeah, I who's coming off my big board? On my big board, I didn't have a big board. So, you know, it, it, whatever. It was fine. How about you? Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I did not. Once I realized that. That uh, minor wager that I made on FanDuel about uh, one of the <laughs> offensive tackles being top five and Jamison Williams in the top ten. Both of those were wrong. I missed on that parlay, and I lost interest. I'm like, there's no way Ryan Poles is trading into the first. I'll catch up on this around midnight. Ooh, midnight. That's exactly what I did, Dan. And it seems like we didn't really miss much. So go Bears. Go Bears. Yeah, I guess I, I, I struggled to figure out if this draft was uh, just lacking in talent. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of excitement around particular players, I guess, not like in years past with, you know, last year was loaded with a shitload of quarterbacks. Was that actually true, or were we just disinterested because the Bears didn't have a first-round pick, and we've told ourselves that it wasn't uh, top-heavy, but it was so deep? Did we? Did, are we playing those games, or was that actually true? I think um, I'm going to assume it's true because we are football savants, and we know <laughs> when something is really deep, um, which has nothing to do with Put football. that ass to sleep. Yeah, baby. I want to take a nap in your honest. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think – Lack of quarterback excitement is a, it was a huge part. Uh, yeah, that guy, I don't even fucking remember his name. He went to the Steelers. He'll probably beat Mitch out by Pickett. the second Penny preseason Pickett. game. Yeah, that, and there wasn't another quarterback taken until, like, what, like the sixth round, basically? It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very weird. Kenny Pickett, he's the tiny hands guy. Um, yeah, I guess the only my only interest was hate watching the Packers' first-round pick, mm. which they, they got very – I mean – I think they made up for it in the second round, but got very weird with their two picks taking defensive guys, both from Georgia, who 
they're going to be awesome. Like it's, they're going to be really good, and I don't feel great about it. But them not taking a wide receiver there, I was like, oh, Packers are they're just Packers going to Packers in this in the first round and not help Rodgers at all. I loved that. Yeah, that was fun. I also really enjoyed reading the Athletic uh, that night or the morning after about uh, their twenty eighth pick, not their twenty eighth pick, the twenty eighth pick of the first round, um, Devonte Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia. He was arrested in twenty twenty after an altercation with a woman. So I hope you're proud of yourself, Packers oh, fans. Wow. Yeah, you got yourself a got yourself a slapper of women there in Green Bay. Wow, like Mark Tremura wasn't enough in that hot tub with the underage ladies. You got to pick up somebody in the first round who's given a slap, slap, slap to the women. What? Oh, oh, you got to slap a lady, eh? Oh, come on over. Let's eat some cheese and slap a lady, eh? Oh, welcome to Wisconsin. Oh, that's legal here. Oh, okay, let's get in our hot tub. There's Mark Tremura. You don't. Don't ask that lady's age. Hi, I'm Mark Chimura. Hi, I'm Mark Chimura. I should be in prison. Oh, yeah. So, oh, you're going to the game, eh? Oh, you're from out of town? Eh, yeah, park in my front yard. Give me $50. Hey, come into my garage. I'm a bit racist. I'm going to talk about Wisconsin Badgers because they're all white on my team. <laughs> oh, I've been meaning to ask you, eh? You into Tombstone Pizza? Because it's all we serve here. It's trash, but eat it. It's Tombstone. It's Tombstone. Oh, hey, have you seen Making a Murderer? They're probably innocent. Who cares? Because you could slap a woman. <laughs> Go Bears! Oh, that first round was amazing. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, all right. We're, we're a little amped up. That felt good. That, cle- um, it, <laughs> that cleared up my lungs, actually. That felt great. <laughs> Absolutely really- great. It sounded great. Your cheeks were flapping so far east to west with that last. <laughs> it was incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Dan, Dan might be spinning oh, up some of his hams right now. Thank you, hams, by the way, for your generous sponsorship. Thank, thank you, you, Anchor. Thank you, Spotify. Um, yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, all right. So we went to bed knowing that Green Bay uh drafted uh child molester i think he's a child molester uh, allegedly yeah, um, you got it. and this yeah second round started friday night 6 p.m sharp central time bears had two picks wait did they going into it i think they did i don't remember two picks yeah two second round <laughs> picks you got that you nailed it <laughs> thank you thank you so much uh, did you have any expectations going in did you want a certain position drafted it was Ryan Pohl's first swing at the plate. So what'd you think, Dan? What was what was 5.59 p.m. Dan thinking on Friday night? I was thinking we, we had to go offense, right? I mean, that's what everyone thought he was doing, especially on the offensive line, because it's, oh, it's so deep, that offensive line. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I figured, all right, well, I guess we're just going to go offense. Then the first pick came off the board, and we got a, <laughs> we got a cornerback, which – Cornerback's a massive hole for us. I mean, we have holes all over this field. And so I figured, okay, like, he seems like a really good player. Great, we're going to go probably with a wide receiver with the next pick, get a few skill guys for Justin Fields. Ah, nope, we went with the safety. So I don't – the Bears fans were really upset, right? Like, they were very, very mad. I I didn't feel that way. I was more confused. I just thought – that was a good opportunity to pick up a, a decent receiver, especially as there are a bunch still sitting there. 
and then after that pick, I don't know if the Bears assumed like, oh, well, the the third round will pick up one of those guys that we needed, and then there was like a run of receivers. It felt like there were like six in a row that they were like, oh, shit, maybe we fucked up. So I think in the long run, like those two defensive guys were good picks. They probably were, you know, the quote-unquote like best guys on the board in that moment. Um, so it's hard to hate that, but – a little troubling that they didn't at least address uh, an offensive need. Just split the difference in the second uh, round. So that's kind of where I sat. I just was like, you know, instead of the every Bears fan be like, oh, he's fucking terrible. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's like I, I think you and I were on the same page texting. It's like, well, maybe let's wait and see what the full picture looks like. So Yeah, I'm, exactly. That's exactly where I was at, too. I Yeah, I would have. I would have preferred the security, at least in that moment, of a wide receiver that I might have heard of. But what does that mean? Doesn't mean right. that guy can play, right? I mean, who really gives a fuck? Um, yeah, I, yeah. There's no, there's no track record for Ryan Poles. I'm willing to have an open mind after the last seven years of Ryan Pace and his complete unpredictability. Um, I felt a little better when Bears national scout Francis St. Paul came out and. And talked about the two picks. I mean, hubba hubba, what a name on that guy, huh? Yeah, right. What a s- absolute saint he is. I still don't think that's a real person. What's with scouts, uh, Bears scouts doing uh, interviews now? That's a new thing, yeah. right? It's a new thing. And the media is, like, so appreciative of it. They are just absolutely licking Paul's nipples about it. It's incredible. I don't, I guess from the Bears perspective, like what's the mindset of the Bears allowing, like doing that? Is it just so polls can filter information? I, I have no idea. What what was the purpose of having the scouts speak? I don't think that happens with other teams, right? I assume maybe, this is a total assumption, that somebody at Hallis actually listened when one of the main criticisms of Pace was lack of transparency. And they're like, okay, let's give it to you raw fans through the media. Let's give it to you raw. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a reach. I completely appreciate that yeah. as well. But, I mean, but I, maybe, I, think I don't you, know. I think you're you're assuming George Mc, – that's coming from McCaskey, right? George McCaskey? That guy doesn't listen no. to shit. So I'm not I, saying it, like – it would be it would be yeah. through the PR the PR department definitely not McCaskey you kidding me is he still alive we haven't heard from him in a while and that's fine <laughs> yeah I would expect him to give us his uh, thoughts on Vellis Jones or whatever the fuck that guy's name is as opposed to a random scout um, so I guess you know after so we did second and third round was Saturday correct I I'm so mixed that was up Friday I feel like it's yeah. changed now Friday sorry Friday. And then we bump into the third round when we finally grab a wide receiver who everyone is acting is like he's uh, in his mid-70s. Uh, <laughs> relax. You know, the, the chatter of like, oh, he's 25 years old. He'll be 25 when the season starts. I, I saw Bears fans on Twitter arguing about uh, what's going to happen when his his rookie contract is up. Oh, Jesus Man, Christ. If, if work. If we're worried about his rookie contract and what we're going to do at the end of it, that's a good thing, right? Like, if we're like, wow, what are we going to do with this guy? Because he's going to be 30, and he's, I assume that means he's been really productive. 
oh, wow, that's a great problem to have. Everyone relax. Jesus Christ. I mean, I think I, I felt like that was a bit of a panic draft by Pulse. Like, I think out of all the receivers, that one might have been like an, oh, shit, I maybe should have taken one of the other guys in the second round. But I don't, I don't know who this guy is. I mean, good for him that he can rent a car now. What's the age you can rent a car? Isn't that 25 or it's not, it's, I, old, it's higher sure. than 21, right? Yeah, I think so. And we'll we'll tick through all these guys individually. We'll we'll get back to him for sure. V-list Jones. Um yeah, a lot of guys like that that child molesting defensive tackle that the Packers got in the first round. I think he's the exact same age as as this guy. Okay. It's kind Yeah, it's kind of a I think part of it's a product of the COVID years where you could be super seniors and you probably redshirted your first year. Like I think there's going to be a lot of dudes that are 24, yeah. 25. So it's fine. It's fine. Like <laughs> if it's a running back, maybe that's a problem, right? If if a dude's been playing, you know, five years yeah. of college football at like 250 carries a year. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd want to touch that guy. Ooh, but relax, <laughs> relax. Yeah. He's relax. not, he's, yeah. he was not an extra on golden girls as far as I'm, as far as I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I he might have been. I actually I don't know that. Uh another fun like Twitter, Instagram thing are people saying, Oh, this guy when he was he wasn't even alive when Tom Brady was drafted. I've seen like a handful of those today. I was like, Yeah, I'm already sick of that fucking talk. Like we know Tom Brady's old as fuck. Stop yeah. it. I know how math works, you dummies. Yeah, and that's surprising barely. that either of us. I barely yeah, know right, math. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. No, no, you're good. Yeah, before we jump into uh, Saturday when all the action happened for Ryan Poles, uh, you had alluded to the Packers making a good pick on the top of the second round where they traded up for wide receiver Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Do I I get confused with the Dakotas big time? Is that right? Uh, I, um, yeah, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think you got that right. <laughs> North Dakota State. <laughs> We're so good at this. <laughs> I love it. We are fantastic draft analysts. Um, one thing that made me feel better about that pick is when he, when they did it, I thought, oh, God, if they're targeting him, then he's going to be amazing. Uh, somebody tweeted, somebody with a blue check mark next to their name, and it wasn't Elon Musk. Uh, they said, "Non here, here are the last non-Power 5 senior wide receivers drafted in round two since 2011. Okay, I'm going to name these off. You tell me if any of them make you Randy, okay? All right. Yep. Brian Quick. Dwayne Eskridge. Andy Isabella. Titus Young. Aaron Dobson. Zay Jones. Anthony Miller. And now Christian Watson. Oh. I f- nah, yeah. We're okay. I feel better. We're great. I feel better. We're great. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible pick. Horrible pick, Packers. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, if Ryan Pace was around, he would have packaged those two first and se- those two second round picks to trade up with the Packers to take him, right? Like, or maybe just before him and given up a first round pick next year just to take a guy out of North or South and or South Dakota State. Um, that's all I. That's all I kept thinking. Of second round is Pace would have so happily given up both of those and somehow traded like three more picks just to move up like five spots 
And that's yeah. like, I was so happy that we didn't have to worry about that this weekend. Yeah. And that's a great segue into, into Saturday when the exact opposite of Ryan Pace showed up and Ryan Poles and yep. he turned three picks into, let's get this math going, eight, right? He turned three into eight. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cause they, yeah, they drafted got it. 11 yeah. guys total. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Good work. First of all, when we talked after Friday night, I think one of my disappointments was we weren't able to trade down to get at least one additional pick at that point. And you you had a good conclusion being like, well, you know, maybe there was really nothing there, right? I mean, what the fuck? Teams aren't just yeah. going to trade up just for fun. Yeah. Um, but apparently the depth you talked about got teams <laughs> very excited um, on the third day, the third holy day, according to... <laughs> Uh, Pope John Paul, our wonderful area scout. Uh, yeah, things got hot, and I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I, I am so thrilled with the fact that we have eleven fucking draft picks on this team with so many holes. It, that alone, I think, is encouraging about Ryan Poles. No. Yeah, I think he. I, you know, whether he scouted the right guys, whether we picked the, the right guys is yet to be seen. But I think he hit a home run just in terms of turning an absolute shit show of, of uh, lack of picks, no cap space and turn that into like, we just need dudes. Like we just need bodies in that build. Ooh, we just need dudes in that building and like just stacking up offensive linemen. Cause we are absolute, absolute shit show there. I have no problem with that at all. And I think, you know, I feel like we're bound to hit on at least one guy on the back end, at least on the offensive line, and that's really, really what we need. I, I thought back to last year, we talked about this a lot. We went into last season with literally zero left tackles, right? Like yeah. we Tevin yeah. Jenkins didn't play left tackle, and we're just like, oh, you'll figure it out. The guy who was, we knew was injured, like, yeah, you'll figure it out in the NFL. And then we had to hire, or we had to hire, we had to sign uh, 75 year old uh, Jason Peters, right? Peters, who yeah, yeah. just his yeah. the slowest fall ever. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss watching him fall on the field. So, like, I just, I appreciate that he took a pile of shit and just made it into, I don't even know what to say at all. 25 cents into a quarter traded a pile of shit for a quarter and you know what that's what we fucking need right now because we have one more year where we just can't we can't sign random uh free agents to come off the street and fill these spots and we just need dudes who need experience to play and figure it out because let's be honest i'm pretty sure we're not winning the super bowl this year (laughs) i mean let's let's be realistic like this is a full-blown rebuild year, and what you what do you have to do is find a bunch of young talent and see what works. And then if it doesn't work, you're back in the draft. You're, you get a good quality picks. You don't leverage next year just to move up a couple spots to take a fucking midget uh, running back who can do backflips and catch the ball and then have a four-year knee injury. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Um, so I think as a whole – Oh, I think Ryan Poles uh, nailed it. I think he nailed it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I couldn't say any of that better than you, Dan, especially Holes. 
what do you what do you say, Dan? As a, as a wise man once said, how about we pull the suitcase stand from out of the hotel closet because it's time to unpack all of these picks. <laughs> yep, let's do it, baby. Let's fucking do it. Why don't? Well, how are we going to do this? You tell me. All right, why don't I start? Dan and I had the brilliant idea of looking at uh, one strength and choosing one strength and one weakness from two different sources that we actually did a tiny bit of research on uh, just to, you know, see what we got here. You know, real real quick snapshot of all 11 guys. That's what we're going to do. That is what we're going to do starting right now after I give a quick shout-out to at Mr. Bojangler, who really summed up the draft well, I thought. He said, the number of picks who wear number one tells me all I need to know. Studs. So let's just kick it off with that idea. Let's just thank you, Mr. Bojangler. I love you. I hope you're listening right now. And if you are, you know, feel free to put your pants back on. That's a little bit inappropriate. Um, Okay, let's go. First pick that the Bears made behind King Poles. Round two, number 39, Kyler Gordon, cornerback, Washington. I will start. I looked up the athletic, uh, the Dane Brugler. He does the beast uh, before every draft, and he does way too much research on these guys. It's kind of embarrassing, really. He had um, Gordon as a number six overall cornerback and the number 51 pick overall. Not number 51 pick, but like in the top 100, he ranked at number 51. So we're at minus 12 already if if you follow Dane. But <laughs> let me give you let me give you Dane's uh, a, a strength that stood out and a weakness that stood out, according to the Athletics' Dane Brugler. Strength, pliable movements to suddenly Ooh. redirect his movements. He said movements twice, so I just want to point that out. And he gives a credit to Kyler's dancing and kung fu background as a child. Oh, wow. how about that? I love so that. So that's that's pretty hot. Uh, a weakness that I'm sure we are going to see, so we just want to pin this puppy. He launches with his shoulder often instead of wrapping up. So that's not oh. that's not a great trait. Okay. All right. That's yeah. Typical. Typical. Typical cornerback. Yeah. Typical. It's, yeah. It's not unusual. How about you, Dan? Right. What uh? What what would yeah. you find on the interwebs? All right. So I well, as Bill knows, I tried to. I paid for a subscription to PFF today, and that turned out to be an absolute bust because they have just write ups on a few players, but not all of them. So PFF, you owe me thirty nine ninety nine. You motherfuckers. Okay, so for Kyler, here we are. So I'm going to use NFL.com for my source, which is actually surprisingly decent, uh, which is like the league, and they're just shitting on incoming, <laughs> incoming collegiate athletes, which I appreciate. So uh, one of the strengths that I liked, and it's maybe similar to what you said, and I'm going to probably slaughter this, fluidity buoyed by harmony of hips and feet. Ooh. What a fucking poet wrote that shit how about that that is that just made me real randy i don't even know what that means um and then so one other strength that kind of goes into a weakness is strength here times downfield ball search to receiver's eyes okay and then here's one of his weaknesses uh doesn't fully trust his eyes just yet (laughs) so his eyes are good at seeing other eyes but his eyes are—he doesn't trust his eyes. So which is it? 
are we cool with his eyes? We have a problem with his eyes. I don't know. I have no idea. I I wonder if he has like do you think he has like six to eight actual eyes, kind of like an insect of some sort? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, like a spider of some sort. Uh so the NFL.com also has a sources tell us section that that wraps up his bio. Uh, this is from an area scout for an NFC team. He's a ridiculous tester and athlete, and he's going to go in the first round. Value. Uh, but I think he needs more seasoning before he's ready to start. That could be a problem because uh, he's going to start day one. He is absolutely going to start, and he better be good. Yeah, he better be. He will absolutely be opposite Jalen Johnson or his Lawrence Holmes likes to say Jalon Johnson. It's very confusing. Jalon. Yeah, I don't hear anybody else saying that. So no. anyway, let's move on there. Um, we did a little something last year, and I'm going to put you on the spot too, Dan. Uh, Bill's comp. We did that for uh, Ryan Pace's last <laughs> draft. Yes. Bill's, Bill's comp for Kyler Gordon, Daryl Revis. Uh, so, Richard Sherman. Know. Okay, there you go. Perfect. That is yep. Dan's cop, yep. Richard Sherman. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's go to Paul's second draft pick, as alluded to before. He is a safety. He's out of Penn State. His name is Jaquan Brisker. He was also round two, pick number 48. Dane Brugler of The Athletic had him as his number five safety and number 42 overall guy in the draft. So we are plus six if you like Dane and you listen to all of his hot picks. Rick Fieldsman coming up later. All right, strength. Here is something that jumped out at me. Uh, Dane Brugler said he committed, and this isn't, I mean, anybody would know this, I guess. He committed zero penalties the last two seasons. So that Ooh, awesome. is very impressive. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that's very unbears-like, to say the least. Um <laughs> Weakness, funny that you mentioned the eyes of Kyler Gordon. This also uh, may pertain to Brisker. Eyes lock on backfield, and this is a quote from a scout, I think, susceptible to eye candy in the backfield, unquote. (laughs) I I just love how that sounded, but I could see that, right? He's a safety that probably takes some risks. I'm okay with that. If that's a weakness, you can coach that out of him a little bit, I guess. No big deal. I think so. Yeah, I saw some highlights. Uh, I think the Big Ten Network posted some highlights of him. That's like these were all of his interceptions and fumbles. And all I concluded from that uh, from that video is Big Ten quarterbacks are very bad. Every interception that he had was thrown directly to him without a receiver <laughs> within like ten <laughs> yards. So I was like kind of jazzed. I was like, oh, this could be fucking sweet. And he did have some awesome hits. Like he seems like he's not afraid to lay dudes out, but the interceptions part of it was so bad. Then it was like against Rutgers and Michigan State, and even the they would pipe it. You'd hear the commentary like, "Oh, there's another interception." It's like this is just dog shit quarterback play. So I'm not sure what to take of that. Uh, so uh, NFL.com, let's get one of his strengths here. Uh. Attacks and discards perimeter blockers with quickness. Aha! Yes, love it. Uh, and one of his weaknesses, it's uh, on here, his first one, stares down quarterback and loses feel for the route. So I think that kind of goes along for, what was that, eye candy? Is that what you called it? Yep. Um, so an, uh, here's another NFC scout. Sources tell us 
He's got good size and athletic ability and played with a lot more confidence because you could tell that he understood the game better in 2021. So maybe he made a jump. He can keep improving. So I, I feel I feel pretty good about it. Who's your comp for Mr. Brisket or Brisker? Uh, Bill's comp for Jaquan Brisker is Sean Taylor. Rest in peace. Oh, R.I.P. Uh, Troy Palomalu. Perfect. Absolutely low bars left and right. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, as mentioned earlier, Polls did have a third pick on Friday night. It was third round, number 71 overall, Velas Jones, wide receiver slash kick returner slash punt returner out of Tennessee. Dane Brugler had him as his number 25 wide receiver overall and had him as more of a fifth-round grade. So third round, a fifth round, okay, we're a minus two-round situation, no big deal. A um, couple good strengths, at least, yeah, two he, uh, two that jumped out at me, Dan. Physical through contact, oh, God, yes. Ooh. And he accelerates to his top speed very quickly. Uh, weakness, the one that jumped out at me, he'll turn 25 shortly after the draft. <laughs> Great. Well, you know what the number one weakness is <laughs> on NFL.com? We'll just start there. We'll be a 25-year-old rookie. <laughs> um, no, so I guess, yeah, the, the NFL.com projects him as a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, and his NFL comparison on here, they actually have him as Devin Duvernay. I don't even know who that is. is that a special? It's got to be a special teams guy. Du- Duvernay? I don't know. Um, is, he, is he one of the three kings of the midway? Uh, 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 <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he ran a, he ran a four three one forty, which is pretty impressive. He's fast as fuck. He, let's see, in a strength, tears out of arm tackles and gives up body for every additional yard. Uh, one more weakness that, that is uh, maybe a problem and has given me serious uh, PTSD of Kevin White, only asked to run extremely basic routes. That's That, that could be a red flag. Uh, sources tell us, this is from an NFC team, a scout for an NFC team, really likable teammate, okay, uh, well, all right, plays hard, okay. He might be a make-it guy with his special teams work alone. So there's a lot of red flags here that are strictly special teams, and that's not really what we need. I think this was a panic pick by Ryan Poles. I'll just I'll just say it. I don't hate the guy. I want to see it, but there seem to be a lot of issues here. And I'm not even talking about the age. I don't. The age thing doesn't bother me. There's just other concerns. I think that's fair, but I think you'll feel better after Bill's comp. Uh, it is another former Tennessee volunteer. Willie Galt, just send him straight, <laughs> straight down the sidelines, baby, and throw the ball up. You will be very excited. Okay, so my comp for is it Velas? Is that how we say it? Velas Jones, Velas, sure, Velas. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you know the guy uh, who dated Oprah forever, Stedman? You know that guy? I do. That's my comp, Stedman, <laughs> Oprah's boyfriend. Who do we have next, Bill? Next, on the third and final day of the draft, the first pick of Ryan Pohl's day, 
was Braxton Jones, an offensive tackle from Southern Utah, fifth round, number 168 overall. Dane Brugler had him as his number 11 tackle available and a fourth rounder. So we are now plus one here in rounds. Thank you, Dane. Yeah. Uh, Strength that jumped out to me was he a strong foot quickness in both run and pass game. So he's versatile, baby. Uh, Weakness. He's only played one career game against a Power 5 program, so that, that might be a problem. Um, and they said he didn't do that well against Arizona State. I didn't look at any highlights, so I'm going to choose to not believe that report. Yeah. Um, I don't – what conference is Southern Utah State in? No idea. Never heard of he him. He was – it's the Big Sky Conference. Um, hmm. All right, started six game, all six six games at left tackle. Oh, in twenty twenty one. Oh, COVID, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. His NFL comparison is Yodney Kajust. You know who that is? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see strengths here. Enticing overall size and length. Outside hand is firm. Oh. Uh, he's leth- his weakness. <laughs> his outside hand is firm. That's a strength. Weakness. Lethargic hands with spotty punch timing. Lethargic hands. Wake those puppies up. What is going on? What is going on with you, Braxton? It's like me, if, if, Chris, if Kristen Doinks asked me to do something on a Sunday afternoon, very lethargic hands. Oh, my hands are so lethargic. Is Someone in our WhatsApp chat made an awesome joke about their, his wife having Braxton Jones as a part of uh, his wife's labor, right? I, 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 it, it killed me. That joke killed me. Thank you. Shout out to all the, all the dads out there and moms. Uh, pro scout for an AFC team. Uh, here's what he said, or she, he or she, I don't know. I see a lot of work with. Uh, I see a lot of work with, so I don't really care about the rough edges. That's not even English. There, there, <laughs> we're just getting. Uh oh, we we now have fifth fifth round quality sources telling us things here that don't that are barely even English. So, uh oh, now I'm worried for the rest of the picks. From NFL.com. Well, let me tell you, Danny, you shouldn't be worried. Oh, wait, go ahead. Good, good. Let me try that again. I see a lot. Oh, okay. I see a lot to work with, so I don't really care about the rough edges. Okay, I think we got there. Mm. That's just me. I can barely read. Sorry, personal director, personal director for an AFC team. That's fine. Um, I'm going to say this guy would probably agree with the comp that I have for him, and very low bar here. Uh, Orlando Pace. That's what I said. Oh, that was mine. Uh, shit. Now I got to come up with a new one. Uh, Jason Peters. Prime Perfect. Jason Peters. Yeah. Yes. Not yes. Bears. So la- Not last Bears, year's Jason version. Peters. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. We, we'd definitely be all over that. Let's go to the next one. Round five, number 174 overall. His name, Dominique Robinson. He's a D-end from Miami of Ohio, Coach Q's. Uh, Dane Brugler had him as his number 11 edge, or sorry, number 13 edge overall, and a third-round grade. 
So plus two, baby. Nice job, Brian Poles. Maybe a gem. We'll see. Let's read these strengths. Body control to bend, dip, and to get some big get-off burst. Oh, poof, 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 poof. <laughs> uh, weakness. He finds himself too far upfield too often. Okay. All right. Um, that sounds like a guy that we had a couple years ago in yep. Leonard Floyd, right? Uh, Dan, what did yeah. NFL.com say about this gentleman? Yeah, they seem to – actually, NFL.com loves him. So they've graded him as a will-eventually-be-plus starter. So they li- they really like this guy. He was a receiver, correct, prior to moving to uh, – on the defensive side, which is scary because he's a big fucking dude. Um, their NFL comparison is Whitney Merciless, Ooh. which is – that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Robinson projects as an unpolished gem with a high ceiling and stable floor. NFL.com loves him, so this seems like a someone you could talk me into, just a guy who doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, and that One of his strengths is play is more natural than expected given his experience. Races out of stance with immediate upfield threat, but their weaknesses all kind of hit exactly what you said. Downhill rushing attacks uh, will be a challenge for him and does go past the quarterback's drop deaths. Depth. Depth. Uh, so no scout, no scout chatter with this guy. So I'm uh, – when did we draft him? What round? Fifth round. Fifth? They have him projected as a third or fourth round guy. So, I yeah, I feel good about this pick. I, I think he could be good. It just seems like he's – Maybe a bit raw. Ooh. And you love it raw, as did this guy, Bill's comp, Lawrence Taylor. And mine is Leonard Floyd. More realistic, I'd have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fly to the sixth round now. Probably a guy we traded down for, obviously. Lots of trades. This guy's name, Zachary Thomas. He is an offensive tackle slash potential guard out of San Diego State. He was the 186th pick overall. Dane Brugler had him as his number 19 guard, even though he played tackle in college, and a six-round grade, so that fits. That fits super snug. Uh, strengths, broad waist, long arms, and big hands. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, weakness, old. He'll turn 24 shortly after the draft, so a year younger than, you know, <laughs> that wideout we got, that 75-year-old dude. Dan, what does NFL.com have to say about our buddy Zachary? Yeah, they kind of have him uh, projected pretty much exactly where he got picked, right around the sixth round. Uh, no no comp for him by NFL.com. They just got real lazy on this back end here. Strengths, yep, broad across his upper body with more with room for more muscle. Oh, he's gonna fill in. He has active feet to mirror the rush. Uh, but his weakness is he lacks explosiveness into contact, and his hand placement can get away from him. So it also says he needs to maintain a flat back protection posture. It's very specific. <laughs> uh who do you have for a comp for him, Bill? Uh, Quentin Nelson, I think is an obvious comp for this guy. How about you? Um, 
I'm going to go with uh, James Daniels. Okay. Excellent. That'd be a great find mm-hmm. in round six if we can have the next James Daniels. Just stop holding, guys. Stop holding, guys. All right. Also where in did round he, six. Where did he oh, end sorry. up? Where did James uh, Daniels uh, end up? Not sure. Tim in Iowa, help us out, buddy. Help us He's out, buddy. He's a hot guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking All of right. which, can I jump in yeah, for a second? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, 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 I was surprised the Iowa center, Lindenbaum, Linderbaum, whatever his name is, allegedly like one of the best centers of that's come up in a long time and he fell all the way to somewhere in the 20s i'm i can't even i mean he went to baltimore so you know he's going to be awesome and there were two things about that one mel kuyper and i said that the reason he fell was because his arms are short like that was the only reason that he fell in the draft was because they were worried about the length of his arms. How stupid is that? Like the dude just was a monster in college and all through college was like, like if you didn't measure his arms, you're like, this dude could be a top 10 pick because he's going to be there forever. Nope. They measured him arms, a little short. Everyone got real scared. What the fuck is that about? But two Every center that has since like 2000, every center that's been drafted in the first round has gotten a second contract from their team. A hundred percent of the time they make it to a second contract with their team. So like that may have been the most for sure pick of the entire draft was him. I think it was Baltimore and you know, they got their shit together. So he's going to be awesome. That was one guy as he kept falling. I was like, could he fall to the bears? That would have been fucking sweet. And that, it's really stupid with short arms with a center too. Like I know it's an, it's more important exactly. On the, you know with tackles, right? That's really stupid. Right. Stop overthinking it, you fucking dweebs. <laughs> you nerds. All right, who we got next? Uh, Sorry to side by. Uh, no, no, you're good. That was that was well timed. All right, we got five guys left. Don't worry, don't worry. This analysis is going to be hot. Thanks for sticking in. Ooh, uh, six round. <laughs> 203 overall, Treston Ebner, running back, Baylor. Brugler had him as his 20th running back, a six-rounder, so right on the money. Strengths, he was a high school wide receiver, which gives him natural route-running skills and dependable hands. Weakness, ball security is a problem. How how, how dependable are those uh, hands? I would, I would guess, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably a special teamer slash, you know... Third down guy, right? What 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 do you say, Dan? Yeah, yeah so he's um, pretty good size, right? Six, I don't know, he's 5'11", 206. They act like he's just a massive dude. Uh, his NFL comp is Tony Pollard, but as a pass catcher. Okay. Uh, they haven't projected as a round six or a priority free agent. So uh, I guess it's about right where we picked him up. He, let's see, what do we got here? Dangerous weapon to mismatch linebackers out of backfield. Ah. Um, yeah, who cares? All right, let's see some of his weaknesses here. Uh, hip tightness slows cuts and turns. Whoops. Unable to make sudden lateral slides to elude. Whoops. Needs technique upgrade to block on third down in the NFL. Okay, whatever. Here's a pers- uh, an executive for an AFC team. He's the value back in the draft for me because he can do so many things that help 
that it helps open up a roster spot for another legitimate talent and not just a specialist. Um, I don't know. Does he have a place on the on the Bears? Uh, what's I feel like our running back room is kind of full. I don't know. Maybe not. He's th- I think he's he has our a third back. Uh, yeah, with Cohen gone and Nall gone. I can't believe Nall. I cannot believe Nall dressed multiple weeks last year. That's embarrassing. Yeah, good, isn't point. it? So he's our. Th- is he our third? Our third string guy right now is Williams back. What's what's his status? No. He's gone. Okay. He's gone. I, I don't know where he is, but he's gone. Okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Fine. 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 Uh, I mean, he's kind of he, I, like yeah. like they like they mentioned he was he had three career kick return for touchdowns. Like, isn't Jones Velas Velas Joe Velvet Jones? Isn't he? going to be our kick returner or are we going to get Daz Newsome in the mix like I don't know this guy's he's probably a practice team guy yeah yeah I I don't know how much we'll see uh but if he lives up to my comp we'll see a lot of them soon Bill's comp Neil Anderson oh wow pretty good I have Pierre Thomas oh yeah oh man that'd be amazing Oh, God. I, <laughs> I knew that would get wow. you going. Wow, that got me going just like this next draft pick. Also out of the University of Illinois, center Doug Kramer. Uh, he was around six, number 207. Brad Biggs was very confused on Twitter, thinking that he was seventh round. Uh, he was like 15 picks before the seventh round started. So Brad Biggs, get those hot dogs out of your eyeballs, you fat fuck. Uh, Dane Brugler has Kramer as the number 11 center in the draft. He put him at a priority free agent, most likely. So, all right, we're uh, behind around there. Uh, strengths, quick, smart, grindy, capable of a multi-contract NFL career. Weakness, oh. undersized, and short arms. Another short arm center. That's fine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, so NFL.com doesn't have a ton on him. They is a five year starter. That's that's really impressive. Was he a walk on? Someone told me today because he he grew up not far from where oh. I live. He's a Hinsdale guy, um, and I guess he got like no no looks at all. And I guess he was a walk on there. And for five years, holy shit. Um. Yeah, I I guess it's hard not to like this guy. I mean, you would know better than me. His strengths: he's uh, good recognition of pre-snap pressure points, keeps running feet through contact. Weaknesses: yep, seems like his he's undersized. What is he? Six two? Yeah, he's not he's not a big dude. Yeah. Uh, his weakness: will only play one position. That's what I like. Like to me, it makes it sound like like. Hey Doug, you want to you want to give it a shot at guard? And he goes, "Nope, absolutely not. I play one position and one <laughs> position only." <laughs> so yeah, just uh, refusing. I, Fuck I, you, Eberflus. Eberflus. I think I don't know. I I guess. I mean, he's not gonna. He's probably a great spot for him because he's not gonna start this year. There's zero expectations. He can learn from that Patrick dude. We what's his first name? The Patrick. Uh, Lucas or something or yeah uh Dan Dan Patrick right? I think yeah Dan <laughs> and so I uh, yeah fine 
I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I, it makes you happy, so it makes me happy, Bill. How about that? I was very excited. Yeah, he is a locker room leader, baby, and you cannot get enough of those guys. And my comp for Doug Kramer, Illini, yeah, baby, it's Jay Hilgenberg. Oh, love it. Uh, my comp is literally anybody but Olin Krutz because he seems like a nice guy. That's a great call. Fuck you, Olin Krutz. We've said it here many times, so it's about time the world catches oh, up Oh, he's going to fight you, Bill. Oh, oh. A, lot of, a lot of people are tough, but social media has made people tough until they get punched in the mouth, whatever he put on uh, social media. Yeah, that was Mike Tyson that said that, you dumb fuck. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Fuck you, Olin Krutz. Um, okay, let's go. We got three more picks. We're now in the seventh round. This guy's name is Jai. I'm, I'm going to fucking butcher this. Jatir Carter. He's a tackle slash guard out of Southern. He was the number one or number 226 pick overall. Again, like I said, seventh round. Dane Brugler did have him as a six round grade, number 18 tackle overall. His strengths, he carries his mass well, especially in his thighs and Bubble. Is that your ass? Bubble? <laughs> yeah, it's ass, yeah, for sure. Just say uh, ass. He's got a, he's got a he's got ass. a badonka donk. Is that a bubble butt? Um well I, I wanna start he is his you know where he's from? He's from White Castle, Louisiana. Oh. Is that where White Castle started? I hope so. I hope so. Are I, you a uh, White Castle guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pro White Castle, but you got to get those pickles and onions the fuck out of there. Oh no, that's the onions. That I can, yeah, I can get rid of those. The pickles are great. Uh, I have no shame. I I don't do it, but I would eat White Castle sober. I know people are there. You're, you're on it, one yeah. mm-hmm. you're one side or the other. You're like, oh, I got to be drunk. Uh, I would eat them sober. Like I'm not saying it's the best burger you're gonna get around. It's its own thing. And sometimes it's just you just fire it down, fire down like forty of those burgers, and you just you feel like Andre the Giant, just deleting Miller Lights on a flight. <laughs> it was Wade Boggs too. Wade Boggs did that as well, right? Is yeah. That the story thirty beers. Yep, I think so. And I think I, I think there's a famous joke on the old uh, Boers and Bernstein show that you don't want to ask Wade Boggs his construction cost estimates. Like somebody for whatever reason asked him once about like how much it would cost to build a home in Tampa where he lived. And Wade's like, I don't know, probably like, you know, forty, fifty thousand to build the house. So <laughs> that was that was a weird running joke. He was probably joke. thirty Miller Lights in, I think is the point, right? Oh, okay. Uh I don't know what that means, but uh, I'm into it. Uh all right, NFL.com. He is <laughs> one of his strengths adequate length with big paws <laughs> that's great um yeah that's all that's all pause. <laughs> get over here buddy let's see those big paws put those big paws on me oh, put those big paws and make me a forty thousand dollar home in tampa give me those big no. paws look at that guy look at that guy from white castle louisiana who oh, he's got those big pussy 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 can paws <laughs> pussy a pussy, pussy, pussy cat. <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. Okay. okay. All right, let's go to his weaknesses. My favorite weakness is P- 
pad level gets away from him almost immediately. <laughs> his pad level, oh, what does he just great. fall on the ground? <laughs> he, he fires out of his stance. He gets those big paws on the ground. He's fallen. Those big paws just hit the ground. <laughs> so stupid. Who writes this shit? This is so this stupid. is ridiculous. I think somebody somebody put that in there just for idiots like us to find, right? Come on. <laughs> Who else is looking at his I probably the first person to ever go to his NFL.com page outside of his family and a few random hobos in White Castle, Louisiana. Looking at his big pals. He's got the big pals. <laughs> so fucking great i love this guy who's your comp for a bill uh my comp for uh jatire uh carter is dan deerdorf <laughs> and mine is dan bernstein <laughs> perfect build me a house wade boggs all right two guys left <laughs> Also, seventh rounders, obviously. Thank God it's only seven rounds now in the NFL versus like 69 that used to happen. Holy oh my shit. God. You think this segment's long. Guys, thank God Zero Doinks wasn't around <laughs> in 1942. All right. Elijah Hicks, safety, Cal Berkeley, seventh round, 254 overall. Dane, uh, Dane Brugler, this is the one guy that he did not have anything on. Uh, no comments on him whatsoever. So. Uh, back to you, Dan. That's the same with NFL.com. Literally no grade and no notes. Only thing I know about this guy is he made a, a video where he was very excited on his uh, deck in the woods. It looked real nice. Who is this guy? Did he just trick the Bears into picking him? I have no, I know nothing about him. I don't know. Yeah. What's your comp? <laughs> uh, my comp is Rick Fieldsman, a guy who tricks a lot of people into a lot Rick. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine's John Wayne Gacy. Perfect. What position do you think John Wayne Gacy would have played for the Bears? Specifically the Bears. (laughs) Specifically the Bears. Wow, that is an incredible question. Um, I would have to think, wouldn't you think guard because he's close to the ground, like kind of basement level? Yeah, he seems like an edge rusher to me personally, uh, but has, (laughs) you know what he has, Bill? He's got Big pals. <laughs> I just can't oh. stop saying it now. No, that's uh, perfectly fine. It's a great. I'm comp. glad we cleared that up. Yeah, 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 it's a good uh, yeah. Absolutely, we have finally made it to the final draft pick, and Ryan Pohl's first ever draft is jammed for the Bears. His name is Trent Trenton Gill. He's a punter from NC State. He was picked 255 in the seventh round. Uh, Brugler had him as his number four punter just ahead of Blake Hayes from Illinois and had him as a priority free agent. Uh, there's no comments. There was no comments about any punter, including the punt god. So, cool. Yeah, this guy looks like a uh, – he looks like a fucking nerd. Um, what are we doing taking a punter? That wasn't necessary, right? Like drafting a punter, like I know it's on the very back end, and who cares at that point? But uh, all right, so NFL.com, they do have some strengths and, and weaknesses for him. Let's just tick through all of them. Here's he has three strengths: three-year punter with sturdy frame. Oh, great! So he doesn't blow over in the wind. Who cares? 
He has adequate hang time with improvements likely. Improvements likely? What? That's a strength? Displayed better touch after incorporating higher volume of nose drop punts. Okay, that's very technical. Uh, Here's the weaknesses for him. Touch to toe time is a shade slow. Does Uh that mean we're going to get punts blocked? Disappointing net punting average of just 41 and a half yards in 2021. What? Will pull punts left and out of bounds. Inconsistent ball striker for distance. Bill, does this guy know? Is he know how to punt? I don't. He sounds bad. He sounds terrible. He sounds terrible. Um, this might have been the big mistake of of Paul's career so far, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, this and the, and yeah. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love. I don't love picking a punter. That's that's just a weird move. Is uh, where did your boy from Illinois go? Did he get drafted? Still hasn't been. He, no, not drafted and not signed yet. It's the craziest thing. He's like next up to bat, so to speak. Bring him into Hallis, guys. Bring him into Hallis. Yeah. Make up for your mistake, polls. I mean, this is maybe like, am I getting tricked? But wasn't he pretty good? Or is that? Am I yeah. just listening to an Illini fan tell me he's good? I get, I get where you're coming from for sure. The skepticism is warranted, but no, he was good. He was, he was the next guy after, at least on Brugler's. He was number five, and this this asshole was number four. Okay. So yeah, pick hmm. up Blake Hayes. You won't, you won't regret it. Some team. You won't regret it. And cheaper? Well, I wonder what yeah. the difference is between a seventh-round pick and a, a guy off the street. It can't be that much of a difference, right? It can't be that much, but I guess when your comp is Lieutenant Dan Taylor uh, from Forrest Gump for this guy, as I have, uh, y- you can't help but draft a guy like that. Lieutenant Dan, baby. Is that pre or post uh, leg injury? Very much post, based on that net okay. punting right. average. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Kathy Ireland from Necessary Roughness. I think she was just a place kicker, but they're all the same. It's true. It's true. How do you feel about uh? How do you feel about this analysis? You feel like you feel like our audience got what they paid for. I'm going to say I'm a little more concerned about the quality of players that we got on the back end, but uh, in general, I, I hope the people got what they, what they wanted. They got a couple of guys here to claim to be fucking experts, breaking down film, doing mock drafts until their fucking eyes bleed. We're just here to have fun. We're rolling. We're learning along with you guys. That's all there is to yeah. it. And I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. We and do I want to make too. out with all of you. Yeah, and Dan, I mean, Dan's got lips from here to the Mississippi, so I would accept his offer. That's how I kiss. This has been NFL, but mostly Bears, Draft Talk here on Zero Dogs. John Wayne Gacy is a great edge rusher. Fuck you, John Wayne Gacy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Weirdest Big Ten minute and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Doinks. Big Ted Minute, it has been more than a minute, and we just got done talking about Doug Kramer from the Illini, so not enough gopher talk. We get that feedback all the time. Dan, let's go to you. Were there any gophers picked? Are there any gophers on the Bears? What's going on with PJ Flex alumni? Uh, the Yes, the gophers had a pretty decent draft night, multiple night. Uh, they did have a guy go in the second round, that Boye Mafe, however you say his fucking name. He went to the uh, Seahawks, second, uh, eighth pick in the second round. He was maybe going to be a first-round guy, so good for him. Uh, the guy that I wanted on the Bears real bad, Daniel Fafalalalalale. Uh, big giant of a motherfucker, ended up with the Ravens, went in the fourth round. Uh, they had a, another DN, Eze Otomoahoao. I'm nailing all these. Went to the Vikings in the fifth round. And then tight end Co Kieft. I am slaughtering all these names. It's horrible. Uh, kind of a surprise pick all the way at the back. He got uh, picked up by the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks in the back end. I, he just seemed like a fun guy in college. He's a fun guy, but he's a tight end. He's a pretty good blocking tight end, uh, but he got picked up. And there's actually a good video of him with like his dad and it looked like his uncles and cousins sitting in a garage watching the draft when he got drafted and he seemed as surprised as everyone else. So uh, it's pretty <laughs> cool. All around, two other guys too on the lo- offensive line who were uh, supposed to be drafted did not. So four total for the Gophers. Pretty good day overall for Pidgeflek. Um No skill guys this year, which is not totally shocking. Uh, which is kind of the ongoing problem with the Gophers is not having any uh, quarterbacks who are being drafted or wide receivers. Running backs usually isn't an issue, but not this year. So uh, there you go, Bill. That's the recap for your Minnesota Golden Gophers. How about the Illini? Yeah, so we, we won't spend too much time here. We know that Doug Kramer went in the sixth round to the Bears. Future Hall of Famer, obviously, Two other Illini were drafted. First, in the third round, Kirby Joseph, safety. He went to the Detroit Lions. That hurts my heart a little bit, but at the same time, Detroit isn't really a franchise in the NFL, so who really cares? Uh, Similar to Doug Kramer, a few picks before him, six-round offensive tackle, uh, Vidarian Lowe, went to the Vikings. That one hurt my heart because the Vikings don't deserve him. He is an unbelievable <laughs> man. He, uh, he like adopted his brother or something like he's mm. like a really good dude who went back one more year, um, to Brett Bielema and the fighting Illini to try to improve his draft stock. And it worked. He's, he made it baby. He got drafted. Hopefully he makes it. I wish the bears got him. I was, I was 
uh, bummed when the Vikings scooped him. Yeah, all NFC North uh, teams picking up Illini guys. That was that intentional? Feels like it. Yeah, I think so. Just proximity laziness, right? So uh, do I win then? The Gophers had four guys drafted. You had three. I think I, I, think I win, right? I, I think it depends how many undrafted free agents were picked up for the Gophers. <laughs> Why don't you do that research real quick? Because seven were picked up for, uh, for oh. the Illini. Uh, and that's not including the aforementioned wow. punter, Blake Hayes, who has to be scooped up. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Dan? I, I think the Bears actually picked up a gopher. Does that sound familiar? I, I don't mean to I put have you no on the spot. I have no idea. I, I honestly, <laughs> I was actually hoping you would have, would have gone through the uh, free agent signings and just, just <laughs> maybe made up names because I wouldn't have known the difference either way. No, um, no clue. I have no idea. Okay, well, um, no big deal. No big deal at all. Great day for our Gophers and Illini. Just fantastic. I mean, the good news is these scouts are catching up on both of our football programs. It's about time, <laughs> quite honestly. It's about time. About time, indeed. Uh, yeah, we're, we're trending in the right direction, I think, both teams. So we're good. We're good. We're going to talk about Dave Madness Last later, time, right? We're, yeah. we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Well, we can talk about it now. Let's talk about it. Well, we can talk about it now. I mean, last time we last time we did Big Ten Minute, we were uh, we were previewing the Illini's chances of making a run to the title. Uh, that didn't happen, but what did happen was a lot of fun during the first round on the first Friday of the NCAA tournament at Davey No Behavies House in Naperville, Illinois. Uh, Dan, any takeaways from from that evening, buddy? It was great all around. We, uh, you know, I had I had doubts on uh, this gambling syndicate that um, mm. you had raised. No, I think it was Davey No Behavior that raised that. It was like, let's get together, let's pool our money, and we'll all gamble together. I thought that's weird because I can just do that on my own account. That was an absolute home run. He put it up on one of the many TVs, the his a FanDuel account that we shared that day, and it was electric. And people were coming in. We're like, do you want in the syndicate? Give us some money. You're now in. We deposit it. I think at the end of the day, what did we? What were we up like? Ten bucks. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we basically guy, bro- right? we yeah. broke yeah. even, yeah. and it was amazing. Um, other takeaways. Oh, where do I start? Um, well, you almost got into an altercation uh, with uh, a gentleman there who was just being an absolute fucking troll, and he deserved to get punched right in the mouth. And I have not seen you that upset uh, directly at somebody, and he deserved every bit of it. Um, so I'm proud of you for that. I felt like you felt bad about it. Like you were kind of apologizing to me later. I was like, you apologize for nothing. That dude deserve to get punched even though you didn't actually punch him you verbally punched him uh into the ground so uh any thoughts on your interactions with that gentleman it uh reignited my hatred for indiana basketball so that i think is one of my biggest takeaways um also this is a general question i may be wrong about this so i i have an open mind but um is it weird to, if you're going over to somebody else's house 
to bring your dog yeah into that person's house okay yeah but it's not weird when the dog is more likable than you so uh maybe that helped his cause i don't know but that was a weird move for sure like the dog would just disappear into davy no behavior's house for long periods of time what was he doing i mean was he shitting on dave's face when he was taking a nap who knows nobody knows well, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. The dogs seem cool, you know, like from the outside, like super cute, attractive dog, just like, you know, Tucker Carlson, for example, but very racist inside. <laughs> very, very racist, that dog was. Very racist. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I feel like we just need to talk about the very end of the night. Uh, when it was myself, Rick Fieldsman, you, Davey Nobehavy woke up from his nap, and then there was another gentleman there who was Davey Nobehavy's friend. Um, we're just talking. Things felt like they were winding down a little bit. We're losing a little steam. And, uh, well, Rick sort of nudges me with big eyes and has me look over uh, to my left, and uh, Davey Nobehavy is tossing his cookies onto the onto the uh, garage floor, his own garage floor, uh, almost hitting Coach Cuse's couch that was just temporarily in the garage. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Dave unable to keep down his dinner? Loved it. Uh, loved how casual everybody was about it, including Dave. Like, Dave Dave was trying to be subtle about it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part was was Rick's complete, like, Hey, here's, you know, real casual. Here's what's going on. Just thought you might want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Dave had a great rally after, though. I, I think we don't want to leave that out. He had an incredible no, he rally. Did. He did. And, yeah, and it was uh, it was not a great look for m- myself, Rick Fieldsman, and, and probably you as well because we offered absolutely zero help to this, this our friend who was, who was ill in that moment. Uh, but his buddy jumped right into action, bringing over a garbage can, cleaning it up. Uh, but the three of us just absolutely did not move. We were glued into our chairs, uh, watched the whole thing, and and didn't really say anything. Uh, but, you know, that's on us, Dave. Like, maybe next year we'll help. I can't promise that, but no. Mm-hmm. I want to I apologize to you, Dave, right now that we took no action. Uh, but we were all sort of just, just shell shocked in that moment. We were, we were. So yeah, Dave, I, I apologize too. That's, that one's on me and, and Dan and, and Rick and, you know, I, I, everybody but your friend who was there. Uh, fortunately the, uh, Indiana basketball fan had already left by then, which reminds me of my favorite part of the evening. Uh, two different ones, both involving Rick Fieldsman that you're going to hear from in the next two segments. Rick Rick was the MVP of that evening, if you ask me. Hundred um, percent. Illinois played Chattanooga uh, that 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 day that evening. We were all a bit toasty by then. That's what led to a lot of the verbal confrontations that Dan was alluding to between myself and and oh excuse me and the guy that brought the dog, the racist dog. Um, <laughs> we watched the second half in the basement. Uh, Rick made his way back up to the garage i think to try to deflect uh the indiana guy 
a little bit and like just get them away from you and me basically at that point if yep. if, if memory serves and when illinois ends up winning barely uh i didn't see it you didn't see it but legend has it that he went up to the person that we've all come to hate who was sitting on a couch and rick wearing sweatpants put his pelvic thrust right in this guy's face and screamed <laughs> suck my dick maybe once maybe twice maybe thrice and then he came downstairs and he gave me a hug that i literally will never forget it was so sincere honestly the best hug i think i've ever gotten in my life i think about it at least once a day rick god damn it you are a fucking jewel i love you so let me ask you this the uh the warm embrace the the suck my dick the uh all of the amped up energy was for the Illini's first game of the tournament did you know they were fucked in that moment or did that come later oh you oh, knew yeah. it right yeah. you knew I, they were fucked yeah <laughs> yep yep yeah i knew with about 12 minutes ago in the first half that this is going to be a short-lived appearance in the NCAA tourney, <laughs> but I didn't care. I just, I, I would not have been able to take it had they lost that game with that guy there in the house. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know what would have happened. I don't know what would have happened. I, I was saying so many prayers that the Illini did not lose because that would have ended the evening one way or the other, like with the police uh, of you just storming out of there. Uh, it would have been really, I mean, that would have been horrible. I, I, I was so anxious for that possibly happening that I'm, I'm really glad it didn't, but, uh, are yeah. we, are yeah. you worried? Are you worried about the Illini basketball program moving forward? Uh, no, I'm not. I think we'll be, uh. Top 25 going into next year, depending if we uh, capture another portal guy or two. And I think it's going to be a good combo of true freshmen and portal dudes who we know they may not work out. But they got they got Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech last week. I feel real good about that. Uh, I think they'll be pretty good. Much different without Kofi. I think it's going to take a while to gel. But I think hopefully, unlike this year, they will be peaking going into the tournament if they don't make the tournament next year that's on underwood he didn't do a good enough job because they're going to be talented how about you and the gophers uh oh they'll stink again i'm sure uh but i want to talk more about the illini brad underwood uh like he's complaining a lot lately about the uh transfer portal that that seems a little weak i'll just say that and he did that whole like I heard it on, on the radio this week. He went on and on. He's like, I'm not complaining. And then he went on to complain for three straight minutes and then finished it with, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's hard. Uh, that was a bad look. Yeah. I like Brad Underwood. That was a really bad look because, I mean, my stance on it is grow the fuck up. Like, you, you coaches have had it good for so long. You're fucking bitter about NIL and the transfer portal get over it like remember like coaches were mad about one and done guys like evolve man like somebody's gonna eventually figure out how this works and you got to keep your guys happy and it just is what it is just because these guys move around for better situations for themselves it's always like 
oh, they're getting bad advice. Oh, if it doesn't work out, you can just quit. You know what? Maybe you just suck, and they want to go somewhere where they're actually going to play. You know, it's just how it works out. So I will. I like Brad Underwood. That was a bad look, whatever that was, that last week. What do you think? Yeah. No, I agree. I think he – I heard him the last couple of weeks, like you said – uh, Bill Self and John Calipari were saying the same thing, and I'm, I'm I thought the same thing. It's like you're all making well over four million a year. J- just shut up. Even if you yeah, think it, up. don't say it. Don't say it. It's stupid. Yeah, you, you sound you sound dumb. The, like you said, everybody has to adapt. Whether you're, you know, John Shire at Duke or like, you know, a mid a mid major coach at Akron. So yeah, it's just just shut up. Nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, and and uh, Jay Wright from Villanova, just like everyone saying that he he quit basically because it was too getting too hard. Grow up, man! Like everyone's playing by the same rules. Like it's just maybe just just figure out, just start uh, getting all the one and done guys. Like just focus on those guys again. Who cares if they leave? They're gonna leave anyway. Like what happened to that era? Just I don't know. Just grow up, yeah. college coaches. You fucking old white dudes who could do nothing but complain, and you're fucking loaded. Grow up. Like, stop pretending like you care about these kids. It's not about that. It's just your life is harder. Fuck you. I don't know. That's that's totally rubbed me the wrong way. It's totally fair. I can't argue with you at all. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I'm sure. Yeah, the kids don't want to hear it. Just shut up. Just shut up and. And and like a guy like Underwood, especially like he he has and probably will continue to benefit more from the portal than right. get hurt by it. So it's like it, it's especially empty coming from him. Yeah, like uh, Illinois State. Illinois State's leading scorer last year. He left and went to Kentucky. It's like okay, the old rules. Like he can't go to Kentucky now. He's got to stay in normal Illinois. Now he can actually go and play with a real program. Who's mad at him for that? Like, just fucking stop it. Like, so if Calipari's a guy who's complaining about it, like, okay, you got a really good Missouri Valley player um, for nothing, basically. Be ha- like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it yeah. drives me nuts. It, I like, really makes me dislike the fucking NCAA product even more as these fucking people who are, all about me and make it easy for me and bitching about absolutely everything. Fuck you. Grow up. <laughs> Sorry, Big Ten Minute. No, this has been as, as a perfect ending. This has been the Big Ten Minute here on Zero Dorks. Go Illini. Go Hugh Robertson. Top of the depth chart for Illinois football 2022. We love you, Hugh, and we love you, Dan Dorks. Love you too. Fuck you, Coach K. 47 to 14. Oh, I'll remember everything. What have the cats become? Worst team in the West. Every year I get hope goes away in the end Bill you can have this win enjoy it while it lasts 
a lot I will let you down a lot I will make you hurt bet hedge lose reload bet hedge lose reload hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread zero dykes yes yes zero dykes yes go zero dykes push the ball push the ball hams and bread go yes go kick it in hams and bread let's go Everybody's tuning in to get those hot, hot picks. Oh, baby, it's been a minute since we've heard from the legend, the shark Rick shark, shark shark, shark shark, whale, <laughs> and God knows what else. Rick Fieldsman, let's hear your hot, hot picks. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, hands, hands, and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's my dad. Hams and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, Doinkers, we are back. Back by popular demand. Season 7, hams and bread, hams and spread, zero doinks, all of it, Toffee's Corner. Oh, man, what a time to be alive. Just absolutely wonderful. Just nothing going wrong in the world. Stock market up, Ukraine safe. Just great times. Uh, Anywho, let's break it down. I am not prepared. I... Do not watch any sports anymore. There's no reason to watch sports. The draft happened. What was that, like eight weeks of the draft? Holy crap. Who can pay attention to all that? I was get so many text messages. How, how should I bet this thing? I'm like, I don't care. Stop bothering me. I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Anywho, I'm going to send you guys way deep into the bowels of Rick Fieldsman's mind as I go through some, 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 of, the hot pick, some, some, some of the hot picks this weekend. So uh, let's just get into it right now, shall we? We shall. Here we go. Hams and spreads, pick one. Oh, here we go. We're going to go a little English Premier League because Everton, baby, Chelsea stinks. Everton is the best team ever. Uh, Rick Fieldsman started watching a little Ted Lasso. Not too bad. I could have made it better, but not too bad. Uh, Here is a hot bet for this weekend. We got... West Ham versus Norwich. That's Sunday, 8 a.m. West, okay, West Ham, West Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton goes back to F1. West Ham minus 125 to win versus Norwich, Sunday, 8 a.m. West Ham minus 125. Putting some cash on that right now. Hit enter. Boom. Let's go to the next pick. Hams and spreads pick two. Oh, let's see. How about we look? Oh, a little UFC, baby. That's Ultimate Fighting Championship for those overseas. 
Oh, man, we have some hot mat. Oh, I know exactly where I'm going. Francisco Trinaldo versus Danny Roberts. I have been a Francisco fan since he was serving me uh, salsa at El Mex, El Burrito Mexicano. Uh, his name was Francisco. He was the best. He was well-prepared. And this Francisco Trinaldo will also be well-prepared. Francisco's going to beat up Danny Roberts. It's probably going to happen early, first round. But he's minus 110. Oh, my gosh. I th- These people don't know what's going on. This line's going to move, so get in early and get in often. Francisco Trinaldo, money line. That match is Saturday at 5 p.m. That can't be right, but we're just going to stick with it. And let's go to the hottest pick. Here we go. Hams and spreads pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Oh, not sponsored this week. Haven't uh, left my room in a couple months, so I don't even know uh, what I'm consuming these days. But... You know where we're going. We're going Germany Bundesliga. Oh my gosh, I found it, baby. Eintracht Frankfurt versus Martin Gladbach. Oh my gosh. This is Eintracht Frankfurt. I've been to Frankfurt uh, in the airport only. I had a soft pretzel. I also got this sausage platter, which was an undercooked hot dog just sitting there. Brad Biggs would have wolfed that thing down. I slid that way to the side of my plate. But Eintracht Frankfurt versus Manchenglop. Eintracht Frankfurt plus 115. Uh, I love that bet. I Huge Frankfurt guy. Pass on the sausage hot dogs, but eat the soft pretzel. Get yourself a tall beer. And there you have it. These are the hottest picks. Oh, my gosh. We're back, baby. We are back breaking it down for you. I hope everybody's having a great spring into summer. Enjoy May, everybody. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Oh, wow. He, he, I think, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think he brought the noise tonight. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Uh, obviously, I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. Formula One? I feel like it's a, probably a lot of Formula One picks. Is that uh, probably accurate? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was electric. I loved every second of it. He sounded very crisp, very clean. Uh, and he'll see all of us in and around the windows, which I always appreciate. So, um, yeah, good to, good to be back with you, Rick, in my ears. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Dan, do you... Do you have any angles that you've been operating with lately on any of the local gambling apps? Anything to add prior to talking about the greatest soccer team that's ever been born? Uh, no, I'm. I regret to inform you that my uh, three three way parlay with the Bulls, the Bears, and the Cubs winning the championship has come to an end with the Bulls run. Uh, I wagered eight dollars, eight dollars and one cent to win uh, just shy of five million dollars. So that didn't come mm-hmm. to fruition, mm-hmm. unfortunately. 
But I do appreciate DraftKings just uh, keeping that in my account until probably the bear season ends. So uh, that, mm-hmm. that's fun to stare at. I did wager on the under for Cubs wins this year, under 75 and a half. That wasn't looking great to start the season, but I feel okay about it. They're going to start falling apart uh, pretty quickly here. I don't know if we're doing a Hams E-Ted's uh, segment. No. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I've just been bad in general about gambling. Then do you find this, uh, Bill, are there apps that you just know, no matter what, if you're going to put like a wager in and you're like, if I put it in this app, it has a good chance. If I put it in this one, it has an even better chance. And if I put it in this one, it's an absolute fucking loser. Uh, which one of those apps is, is for you? That's just going to be a yeah. loser. Right now it's DraftKings. I can't. I can't win a fucking <laughs> bet on that on that site. I think, think I've lost like five out of my last six, and they haven't been like, like stupid long shots or anything. I'm just yeah. ice cold on DK. What about you? What's your, uh, what's what's your non go to, if you will? I would say for an entire year, Barstool is an absolute mm. just shit show for me. I yeah. I mean, I I, I even had like money in there for a while but every once in a while to pop in like a, oh it's a free wager something will sucker me into it Lo- loser and I'll, it, like like you said it will be i'm betting favorites and it'll lose it's just none of it makes sense uh fan duel's been a problem for me lately is i'm ice cold <laughs> lately um uh, but uh mgm has had i've had better luck on it i don't love their app but I've had I've had decent luck on it. Okay. I don't I don't know. It's I feel like we're due for a new app soon. Are there any on the horizon? I feel like we're, we, we need we need something <laughs> to get the juices flowing again. I don't know. Rick, slide into our DMs, baby, and tell us. Rick's always got the inside scoop. I think he goes to Springfield to find out this information. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, that's fair. I uh, <laughs> Springfield. Go to the Lincoln Museum. There, I was watching a game with a buddy who only bets through Bet Rivers, and just oh. seeing the app that he was like, just looking over, and he's showing me like, I was getting like almost ill looking at that stupid app. It, uh, I'm like, man, we've come a long way from only having Bet Rivers to now having a bunch of real apps to bet on and i was very grateful for that so um good time to be alive bill how about that how about that for hams and bread good time to be alive it's a great time to be alive especially if you are an everton football club fan like you and i are let's go baby let's hit the corner here we go for the first time in podcast history we welcome you to a segment Within a segment, within a segment, this is Toffee's Corner, exclusively on Zero Doinks. Everton fan for my whole life. It's Toffee's Corner. Football. It's soccer time. And it, you know, your history, it's enough to make your heart go, oh, we don't care what the Red side say, what the heck. 
Cos we only know that there's gonna be a show When the Everton boys are there Coffee's Corner exclusively on Zero Doinks. Castle's trash. Oh, man. Dan, for those who do not pay close attention to either Everton or Premier League football, what happened over the weekend? Uh, so our boys in blue have been in some serious trouble lately. They've been in the relegation zone for about two or three weeks now. Um they had a big game against Chelsea at home this weekend. It was the crowd was electric. There were an insane amount of people around the stadium, blue smoke everywhere. They were hoisting a dog up through the crowd. It was it was uh it was crazy. And Richarlison with uh, the one goal of the game, so they get a huge win, 3 points. They're two away from Leeds and Burnley now. So uh, they're they're there. They have I think five more, five or six more matches left. They play Leicester. Leicester. I don't know how to say it. It's gonna be. It's actually kind of an awesome ending uh, for someone who just became an Everton fan, who's not gonna live or die whether they make it or not. I I I, I maybe did put a wager on Fanduel. Oh, that's the other thing about. Gambling on this shit, I don't think I've won an Everton bet uh, maybe since, like, October. So just just to help the team out, because I'm a team player, I put a wager on them to get relegated uh, in FanDuel. So uh, I hope I lose that one as well. So, uh, yeah, great. Jordan Pickford was on fire this past weekend. A few great saves. Such a punchable face. Like, I don't know how anyone doesn't just punch that guy at any moment but uh the boys in blue are all the way back and uh, they probably will probably still win it this year i don't think they're mathematically eliminated from that they definitely are but who cares no i i have a couple thoughts here that are that are certainly original for my own brain like like you said massive win over chelsea on sunday the reaction from the players and the fans at the final whistle was fantastic three points taken gets one of the top sides in the league. And like you said, Dan, it comes down to the final five games of the season. You were right about that, buddy. Boom. Two winnable matchups. Winning games away from home has not been our boys' strength this season, as we all know. There's no doubt. Leicester, uh, they got a, a tough trip to Roma on Thursday night. Hopefully they, they'll fully recovered. And then a terrible Watford side next Wednesday is an absolute must win. If we can pick up six points from those two, Leeds and Burley, Burnley, <laughs> are in our <laughs> sights, and we might just wriggle out of this relegation mess. Yep. I mean, Brother Dave, We're back, you. baby. We're all the way back. All the way back. I think, yeah. I think Everton should have their own World Cup team, just like fighting against all the <laughs> countries, right? I think that's fair. I think it's absolutely yeah. fair. Uh, World Cup, we're, we're going to be all in on the World Cup this fall, oh. right? Yes. U.S. plays, I think, England the Friday after Thanksgiving, right? Oh, baby. It They play definitely play that, was that Black Friday? And I think they play England. But the times are real weird because they're in Qatar? Qatar? How do you say it? Not a big say, geography guy. Yeah. <laughs> I say Qatar just because it sounds cooler, but yeah. I don't know. 
Jay Cutter. Um, yeah, like they've got to be playing in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm, I'm not staying up. Well, I, if I'm gambling, I probably will. But um, that'd be pretty red hot to just be shit-faced watching some U.S. soccer, football, corner kicks. Any other great. football words you want to say? Soccer words? No, but I wish you were wearing a full-blown kit right now, Dan. That's my I only regret from this evening. Yeah, I agree. I would like to watch a game with Brother Dave this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, Brother Dave's very happy. He won a big wager, I believe, on his his boy's Newcastle. So, jokes on us. We gave him a lot of shit at the beginning of this, <laughs> beginning of the uh, soccer season, and. Oops, we were wrong. So, but I don't think the Everton ownership murders journalists. So I like at least we can sleep at night. So, you know, we got yeah. that. Yeah, chew on that, brother Dave. As you're, as you're rooting on the, they look like they're prisoners with the black and white. Totally, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They referees, they look mm-hmm. like refs, like NBA refs. Mm-hmm. Tim Donahue's out there, fucking kicking a ball around is that his name is that the guy that cheated yep donahue donahue yeah yeah nailed it you're killing i don't know what he has to, he doesn't have anything to do with the epl i'm sorry i apologize hams are slapping hams are slapping just like everton football absolutely back all the way back uh dan you don't know this yet but coming up next is a brand new segment that you can just sit out you don't have to do shit same with me for the most part hope you enjoy seeing the outro dan oh oh thank you football this concludes hams and bread america's favorite sports wagering segment which includes a segment within a segment hams and spreads and the segment within a segment within a segment Doffy's Corner thank you for listening exclusively on Zero Doinks Love the toffees forever. Ooh, love your kit, Dan. Corner kicks. Our boys in blue. Top of the table. Toffee, toffee, toffee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, warning! Vroom, vroom! Auto sports. Dip, shits, dipsticks. Max Verstappen. Dip, shits and dipsticks. Lewis Hamilton. Shits and dipsticks. Ferrari. Rick Fieldsman and Grease Tank. Red Bull, Red Bull. Dip, shits and dipsticks. Sir Dykes. Auto sports. This is dipsticks and dipshits. Take one with Grease Tank. Grease Tank here with Dipshits and Dipsticks, the number one place to get all your motorsports news in one quick pit stop. We'll be in and out of you in no time. Let's start with NASCAR. NASCAR headed to Dover Speedway this weekend for the coveted Monster Trophy. This might be the coolest trophy in the world. 
It's just a giant rock monster. Seriously, look it up. Unfortunately, rain put a damper on the fun, and the race resumes later this week. Chase Elliott, despite having zero wins on the season, leads the championship standings, but Ryan Blaney, also winless, is breathing down his neck only 21 points behind. Moving on to IndyCar, Indy took a break in the action to do some Indy 500 testing in April. The Indy 500 is the sole reason why Indianapolis is a relevant town. Yep, no other reason. Tune in Memorial Day weekend to see half a million spectators watch the spectacle. Joseph Newgarden has a tight lead over Scott McLaughlin in the standings heading into Birmingham, Alabama for next weekend's race. Finishing with Formula One. Bienvenido a Miami. Next week, Formula One heads down to Pitbull's backyard to race around the house that Tua built. This is the first time F1 is racing in the 305 and their second U.S. date on the schedule. Let's see how these world-class racers fare against the regular hazards of Florida, including, but not limited to, tweakers, gators, and especially old people. Charles Leclerc of Ferrari maintains a 27-point lead in the standings with Max Verstappen sniffing his jockstrap in second. Ferrari has the overall constructors' lead with 11 points over Red Bull. This championship is getting tighter than Dan's dress pants on a Monday. In other news, F1 was greenlit to have a race in Viva Las Vegas starting next year. This seems like F1 is going all in on the U.S. market. <laughs> and what better way to attract patrons to the sport than adding gambling and strippers? That's all for now. Remember to check your dipsticks regularly. And as always, grit meets grease. Rick Fieldsman. Oh, grease tank coming well prepared. Uh, let's tone it down a little bit next time, making it look bad for the rest of the content creators on this podcast. Anywho. Dipsticks, baby. I'm all about dipsticks. I, I am car guy number one, sports gambling guy number one A. Uh, Grease tape broke it down, baby. You know Rick Fieldsman, he's going down to Florida next week for the race, big race. I hope Miami's in the panhandle, not really sure. Uh, but I'm going to be rubbing elbows with Toto Wolf with the – uh, bless the rains down in Africa, Total Wolf. Uh, Christian Horner, Ginger Spice, uh, and then Scudera Ferrari, just rubbing elbows. Here is a hot pick, because you guys know you want the hot picks. Sergio Perez, the second driver for your Red Bull racing team. Uh, Checo, as they like to call him. Uh, he is going to be winning this race. That's right. Max Verstappen is going to be pressing a little bit too hard in those corners. He's going to be coming back to the paddock real soon. And Ferrari's not going to be able to do it. So let's go Sergio plus 1,200. So much value. I am absolutely riding it. Those other car things Grease Tank talked about, I that was hot. That was so hot. Love Grease Tank. Love Zero Doinks. Love the Bears. Love motorsports. Let's send it back to the boys. And as always, check your dipsticks. Dip shits, dipsticks. Dip shits and dipsticks. It's dip shits and dipsticks with Rick Fieldsman and Grease Tank. Dip shits and dipsticks. They're done.
Sports. Vroom vroom. Auto Sports. Whoa, season four, zero dorks. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at zero dorks. Instagram at zero dorks. Twitter at zero dorks. Slip into our DMs. What what wild? If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Dogs and the World Wide Web, www.zerodogs.com. Buy some of Rick Fieldsman's used underpants. Zerodogs. Last episode's outro got super weird. Elf is on Prime. Hey, Willie! Hey, Willie! Hey! Got any cats? Got any cats for me to nibble on? Hey, Willie! Is it um problematic like i feel like there's like maybe some racial stuff in there i don't like i feel like there's stuff he's like you can't say that there's a shower scene of willie shirtless willie i'm sorry to bother you this late at night but i just came over i was hoping i could get lucky have some wine it'll slow down your reflexes all right just don't put it in your mouth. What are you doing without your jockey? I rubbed out that little red thing. Oh my gosh, she's got a horse. You're not going to spray me, are you? What did it feel like? You got to you got to enter sooner. All you have to do is gnaw through this wire mesh. so good to be back to wrap this motherfucker up uh bell has been a lot of fun i think we broke down the draft quite well we talked about literally none of the top 10 picks or anything relevant to the actual nfl <laughs> teams that will make a difference outside of our trash team uh bill what do you want to do what let's wrap this up G- give me something give me give me give me give me Dan, I have a question that yep. the audio uh, leading into this outro uh, it won't be it won't be surprising to our listening audience what what question is is on top of my mind. Uh, we talked about something last episode to kick off season four, and I'm curious if you've made any progress. Dan, have you sat down at the telly and watched Alf? I totally forgot. I did not. I fucking blew it. I knew it as you were saying it. I was like, fuck, I haven't watched Elf. I fucking blew it. I promised that I would, and I didn't. <laughs> I will make a donation to your favorite charity as uh, to, <laughs> to make up for my slacking. Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. I did not. I did not do it. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. It's no big deal. I think uh, it, it's... I think the audio leading into the outro will speak for itself. That'll get you pumped for um, satisfying our fellow elf heads throughout our our listening community. Um, I do want to give a a couple quick uh, notes. I don't mean to to be somber here, but first of all, between last episode and this episode, Mrs. Ogmonic died, uh, Alf's next-door neighbor, and that's that's tough news for for all of us to swallow. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, additional news, uh, Phil, like that. Uh, Phil from Indiana died. <laughs> R.I.P. Phil. He, he, he didn't. Don't worry, guys. He didn't. Um, yeah. Do you remember Mrs. Ogmonic, the actress, more from Alf or Seinfeld? Do you, or do you not remember Seinfeld. her at all? Yeah, I have Seinfeld, okay. I do, but... Yeah, that, that news was was tough to hear. It's like trying to swallow a, a cat whole. Yeah, is that what Alfie he ate cats, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big paws. <laughs> I could get it down. These big paws. These big paws. Was did Alf ever actually eat a cat, or was he just constantly chasing mm-hmm. the idea of eating a cat? I have looked at way too many elf highlights the past couple of days where I do know I might know this answer. There is at least one scene where there's a cat in a submarine sandwich, if you will. And Dead? he was taking a, a very no, alive, like an actual cat, and he was taking aggressive puppet bites at it. Okay. It made me feel really weird. Yeah. Did it does Elf have teeth? I think yeah, I think he has like soft Soft costume teeth. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Soft costume teeth. Okay, so we don't even know if he could digest a cat. Like, was he eating, like, table food otherwise? Like, he's eating dinner with uh, the the pedophile guy and the rest of his family? Or was... Yeah, what was what did his diet consist of if he was, like, not allowed to eat cats? I feel like I'm going to regret saying this, but certainly part of his diet was Willie's semen. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. We have a crossover episode of the of Garfield with the, in the lasagna, or I, 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 I failed you. I'm really disappointed no. in myself. I didn't watch Elf. That was huge miss on my part. No, sorry, buddy. There's another opportunity. Uh, coming up soon. Hopefully it's still on Prime. I honestly don't know that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to come through for the listening audience. It's not about me. It's about our loyal Zero Doinks listeners that want to hear your thoughts about Alf. Do we want to talk about Phil's Phil's death? Phil died because the Steelers took a a quarterback, right? Was that when he actually passed? uh, When they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round, and which maybe suggested that Mitch Trubisky is not their future. Uh, Do I have that right? I think so. I've not seen the tombstone yet. If it if it was that specific, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's possible. I think uh, Grease Tank greased up uh, a wager between Rick Fieldsman and Phil. I don't know if, if uh, Rick agreed or not. I don't even remember all the details. It seemed very confusing. But I think if Mitch is good, I think Rick has to buy a Mitch Steelers jersey. And if he's not good, I'm not sure what Phil has to do. But he's dead, so it's not relevant. <laughs> That's true. Poor Phil. Uh, he's pretty adamant that Mitch is going to be awesome this year. Okay. I got nothing. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? Uh, well, any more Alf talk? We got any other Alf uh, no, things to cover? No. Okay. Mm-mm. 
Uh, nope, how about nope. you, we'll, how, we'll revisit next next time. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Just remind me. You know I'm a dummy. Just remind me to watch fucking Elf. Um, how are we doing? How are we doing at the Sox? How are you feeling about your boy Tony La Russa? Uh, Eloy is he dead again? I think he is. He's made of absolute paper. Most a lot of people are saying the Cubs won that trade. <laughs> Where are we at with the Sox? Uh, I'm still pretty low. You you reached out to me I think about a week ago about the White Sox when they were mired in a five game losing streak I believe at that time and I was very upset. Uh, I've not I don't feel better at this point. I do feel great about Dylan Cease. He is the bright spot so far of this year. Um, I think on 538 in terms of, um, you know, as long as they're not doing election projections, they're, they seem to be pretty good. They, um, I think they have the White Sox as only a 50-50 shot of making the playoffs at this point and a below 50% chance of winning the division. So that is starkly different than on April 1st. Um, Tony La Russa sucks. I kind of want them to bottom out in May a little bit just to have an excuse to get rid of that fucker and then have plenty of time hopefully left in the year to uh, to get a wild card spot. I hate him. I want him away from the team. <laughs> I think he's a curse. I think Eloy would never have gotten hurt if it wasn't for Tony LaRusa in the dugout. Back to you, Dan. It's it's so fun to watch from afar. Sox fans just fucking hating Tony LaRusa cuz I've hated that guy for my entire life. And now you guys get to enjoy it along with me. Is to, is Reinsdorf fire guys mid season? That doesn't feel very no, Jerry like. No, of course he wouldn't. Yeah, no. no. So you're no. stuck. He's with gonna him have the rest to die. Tony has to get arrested or die. That's the only. Yeah, it's the only yeah. way. I feel like an arrest won't even do it. To be honest. Um, Cubs and Sox play this week. Is that right? Or is it next week? It's so anticlimactic. Yeah, it's just like why? Feel like nobody's. I feel like nobody's talking about it either. Well, the weather should have been nice by now, but for some reason, it's still fucking cold here. So, um, yeah, I don't. uh, Cubs are the Cubs are kind of just what they are. They're not really built to win much. They 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 won some games early on, which was fun. Suzuki's fun, but. They're good. they stink, and so this is such a low low pressure. It's actually kind of enjoyable. It's like ah, all right, eh, let's get some hits. Patrick Wisdom, you know, whatever Schwindel, eh, whatever. They're guys that in a few years you're hopefully like, hey, remember those guys? That was fun. That was a weird time. <laughs> and Stroman somehow just won his first game, I think, yesterday on his birthday. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's different. Like Cubs and Sox, like record wise, I think are very similar right now. Uh, but it feels very different vibes for sure, right? Like there's yeah <laughs> a lot of angst on the south side. The Cubs are just like, eh, can't wait for the weather to get nice. We could have we could have beers when it's warm outside. That's sort of how it feels. So I don't know. I don't know what's better. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a fun experiment. Sox are going to beat the shit out of the Cubs, and we'll just all go, eh, all right, whatever. So be it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, mid June 
take my temperature then. That's when it matters. Yeah. Well, I hope for your sake that Tony's gone. I don't like not dead. I don't think I can I could wish wish him dead, but he just should quit. Like he should just be like, Yeah, I'm not good at this anymore. Like, I'm fucking out of here. So I don't know. That'd be yeah, great. Base, baseball players can conti- can uh, continue to be real soft this year. Like uh oh don't hit when you're up too many runs and mm. oh it's just uh, don't bunt you're up by eight runs don't bunt on me it's i'm like so sick of that shit and like baseball players and hurt feelings and throwing at guys like grow up jesus christ they are the softest athletes in the world the unwritten rules shut up jesus christ i i'm, I'm very bitter about baseball just in general so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset with basketball, college basketball coaches, and major league baseball players. They're on my shit list right now. What about pro basketball? How about how about that Bulls finish? How you feeling? Oof. Yikes! They were bad. I did win money on that. I bet the Bucks to win in five. That was one of my gambling wins Ooh. recently. Um, yeah, the Bulls. Uh, they got some work to do. I don't know. Zach Levine, they're going to give him – are you in or out on a max deal for Zach Levine? I mean, I guess I'm in because what else are you going to do? You can't let him walk at that point. And I doubt – is the team going to do a sign-in trade for a max Zach Levine? They're kind of they're kind of in purgatory with him, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I think he's good. I mean, I think the biggest problem is Vooch has just been – disappointing right they just need a i don't think zach is the problem people are acting like he's i don't know why he's getting the blame like he's about besides being fairly dinged up which i guess is like what people are concerned about i just sign him and just keep trying to build around him i think these these guys seem like they they're trying but vooch is the one who's oof he's so hit or miss and mostly miss so uh, they just need to they just need to trade for Giannis and and just be done with it yeah. so oh yeah it's that simple. easy it's that simple if I had a mock draft I would just uh trade for Giannis and and also keep all of our draft picks so no big deal you'll see it on Twitter on PFF or whatever fucking thing that people use for mock drafts for the Bears grow up yeah, just fucking hire Dan Doinks right now, and he will solve all of your franchise issues, no matter your professional sports and league. Uh, last but not least, Dan, what are you going to do for Mother's Day? What does a Dan Doinks do to make sure that his wife is taken care of, make sure that his mom is taken care of? You're a real stand-up guy. I feel like you've got a lot of plans. Uh, don't worry, Jordan Doinks is not listening right now. Yeah, no, she knows all the plans. Um well, I get a I get a two for one this coming weekend because uh, my daughter is going through first communion because I'm the greatest Ooh. Catholic Ooh. in the world, <laughs> and you can raise me up on Justin's wings, Justin Fields. That is number one in our hearts and in our scrotum. Uh, so we're doing first communion Saturday, Sunday, Mother's Day. In-laws will be in town, so I have my mother-in-law, my mother, my wife, 
my children. We are going to church. Two of my children are singing in the choir, Bill. We're all in. We're all in. Catholic Town, USA, population, Dan Doinks. Um, and then we are having a beautiful Mother's Day lunch at Harry Carey's restaurant, rest in peace, in Lombard. Are these the exact details you needed? Do you need to know what time? The time, I believe, is 1130 in the morning for our reservation. So a little early. Good time for brunch. You're going to get Benedict. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a burger. You're going to have a Miller Lite. You're going to have a mimosa. Who knows? Up to you. That's the plan. It's a party of six, eight, eight. There's going to be eight of us. So if you want to join us, anybody that's listening, come on out. We'll pull up a chair. We'll talk about Jesus and mothers and motherfuckers. That's the plan uh, this year, Bill, for Mother's Day 2022. I would love to hear your plans for Mother's Day. I mean, you have it all figured out there. It is. It is. It's. It's hard to know how to respond to that, except, Dan... Surprise, surprise, I am going to be the priest at the First Communion. <laughs> Can't wait, buddy. Uh, at the, Just at the First Communion or also Mother's Day? Because if I could vote, I'd rather have you at Mother's Day and, and just do a lot of gyrating behind the table. What's the – doesn't the table have a name? I think – well, I mean – I have two words that come to mind. Well, a few, but I'll just only share. I'll share altar and tabernacle. I'm not sure if either of those are what you were thinking. Did uh, <laughs> tabernacle? What's the? Um, I used to catch a lot of shit for my my mother on uh, this. Uh, the thing they pull the the uh, wafers out of wafers. It looks like a mini fridge. I used to call it the mini fridge. What do we call that? Is, is that the? That might be the tabernacle. Okay, I was gonna say, is that the tabernacle? Uh, it's a mini so. fridge, right? Is it? Is it cold? Is it heated? There's something going. There's some. I feel like you gotta plug it in somewhere. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this, Dan, but I was an altar boy in multiple parts of my life. I don't know if you were. I no. don't recall ever filling up uh, a refrigerator though in the, okay. in the church all right did you were you involved with the bells like ringing them three times i don't think any of the churches i belonged to if you will that i was invited into uh had bells at that point i think that's a more modern thing <laughs> i doubt what? that's true no bells but... right <laughs> no yeah. no no bill stop it they, someone was controlling bells of some sort or like hitting it with like a bing, bing, you know, and they're like, you know, well, this is my body, which will be given up for you. Uh, obviously, big, big Catholic. Um, yeah. Has this been Catholic talk? Is this its own segment now? Um, well, you know what they say, Dan? Anytime a bell rings, a priest gets his swing. <laughs> I think that's right. That's in the think, book think of Job. 
Um, yeah, I I hand. feel like I I feel like I overshared my plans for this weekend. That's fine. Um, yeah. Do you go? Do, do you go to church on Mother's Day or is that uh, no? Okay. Dan, right. no, I I'm not allowed there anymore. Um, no, we're I'm not going to be too far from you actually on on Sunday. I'll be in Oak Brook. Okay. Um, so you know maybe on the way there I'll, I'll pop in to where are you going uh, to Lombard Brook, and just surprise. There's Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be shy, there's buddy. A new, <laughs> there's a new there's a new like um, mini golf place at yep. Oak Brook Mall. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Have you oh, been there, buddy? I was there last weekend. Oh, is it good? Yeah, not this past weekend. Sorry, the weekend before. Yeah, it's fucking great. Putt oh, shack, nice putt shack. It's solid. Are you right. Mother's Day? Like, are you doing like a full round of putt putt for Mother's <laughs> Day? Or <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how it works. Uh, I'm doing that. I, I'm, I'm uh, doing stuff with my actual mom on Saturday, and then Sunday is all about Kristen Doigs and the family. Ooh. So we'll do, uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll. Uh, they serve they serve beer at this place, right? Yeah. This putt putt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool. All it's right, cool. Great. Yes, it's a great place. You'll enjoy it. All right, excellent. My uh, my daughter, ten year old daughter, is very into Mother's Day this year, and she's very nervous that we have like enough gifts that we've done the right thing. I took her out yesterday to Target, and she had a big list of things. She did it. She put it in um, yellow pen, and I couldn't fucking read it. I couldn't read it. Okay, uh, so right. I was I was a bit aggravated by that. Um, I should I should probably let that go. You're big, Even um, she called herself out. Yeah. Yeah, you're big Mother's Day. Like, do you get a lot of gifts for Father's Day or? No. Is that a, no. All right. No. I, I feel like we nipped that in the bud a while ago. We're like, let's just these holidays. There's that's not. Yes. Yeah. Like I make this the girls. The first year I think we're I, doing a gift. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like ah, uh, make a card that's barely legible. Like that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Agree. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen's gonna look at these gifts and be like, "The fuck were you thinking?" And it's only because yeah. of my daughter. She insisted. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you want to come hang out uh, Mother's Day at our house? I, you know what? I may pop by Harry Carey's on the way back. So I think our, you know, I think our tea time's about eleven fifteen. So oh, okay. on, on the way, right. on the way back, you know, you're probably gonna be two to three Miller lights in. Yeah, uh, I can. You were talking about gyrating behind the altar. I. I could slip on a, a robe and and get weird with the with the family. Yeah, let's let's do it, buddy. Um, yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah, what, what was your first communion like? Let's just do Catholic talk. Um, that's definitely. I think that was my last sacrament. No, what comes first, reconciliation? No, first communion. Yep. I'm not sure. First okay. reconciliations just before I believe, only because I have a daughter going through it. You're in it. You're you're in the weeds. Um, I don't remember it. I think I saw a picture of it relatively recently. I wore a lot of white, like I was yeah. super innocent. Like I feel like I had like a did I have a white bow tie? Would that have been? I looked like like I had like was wearing nothing but silk. I looked very shiny. Apparently, uh, how about you? Yeah, why all the white? Uh... No, I think I, I wore know. like a dumb little suit. I was convinced we're getting totally sidetracked here. This is a Bears podcast, right? 
I was convinced my family was like in the mafia uh, at that point because I got a lot of cash. That was a huge cash day for mm. me. Like, mm-hmm. it was a big like family. I have a big Irish Catholic family. They were all there. I got a lot of gifts, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Why do I have so much cash?" And uh, yeah, that's all I remember. And it was. Uh, I feel like that's not a thing. Like. There's just a couple people coming to like my daughter's first communion. She's gonna get like, like a bag of chocolate. And that's it, done. Mm-hmm. You're a Catholic. <laughs> Sorry, that was a burp. <laughs> that was also in the Bible. Uh, uh, what'd you do with that cash? You put it all in the bears? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It just went down with my old man down to the local pub, and we put it all on a parlay. That absolutely did not hit, so it was gone immediately. Um, so, yeah, that's been gone for a long time. So, yeah, you want to come to the First Communion? You're invited to that as well. I can give you the address, wow. uh, the time. Wow. Uh, we just had a couple cancellations today, so we got some mm. spots open. So, okay. whatever you want, okay. buddy. Let's hang out. Oh, I appreciate being on the front end of those invites. That that means a lot. It, <laughs> it, it really does. It really does. Um, all right, buddy. Well, this has been an incredible episode. I uh, spent. Was this good? I don't even know. Like I don't, I have don't a know. Good feel. I'm not sure. I don't know either. It's it's really hard to say. I yeah. uh, if this is your first time listening to Zero Doics, thank you. You're welcome, and we apologize. Uh, we're there's a bit weird, no way we if someone's it. listening for the first time, there <laughs> is literally no way they've made it to this point. There's none of this makes sense. Uh, if if they got through our draft recap, they got to Rick Fieldsman and they said, "I don't know what this is. I'm turning this off." So, if for some reason you accidentally left this on and you're here, we love you. Come back again. Hopefully, they at least made it to. Dipshits and dipsticks, the new segment that we've got what? going on here. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes. Thanks for sticking around to dipsticks and dipshits. Yeah. Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Perfect. That was breaking news we... to Dan on his own podcast. I love it. I love it so much. What are we doing with our lives, Bill? How is this going to end? Guess we'll both die. With Mrs. Ogmonic. I want to be buried next to her so bad. I don't... I got nothing. Could you imagine... Can you imagine me, like... Just in a couple weeks, sitting down with Chris and Doikes, you know, we're trying to plan everything out the rest of our lives, and I am insistent on finding out where Mrs. Ogmonic was buried, and I need to be buried by her under a cherry tree covered in elf's pubes. Like, I think that's a realistic conversation that I'm going to have. You know, knowing you and Kristen, I think she's actually going to listen and not be surprised. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Underneath the low bar. Cubes. <laughs> oh, man. 
This has gone sideways, and I love it. It has. It has. This has been episode two of season four. Thank you, guys. Uh, We'll be back after the schedule release is out to predict a lot of, you know, we'll have a lot of insight on. on, Wins. Yeah, a lot of of wins. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't find a loss Mm -hmm. so far on the schedule. Yeah. Can't wait. Absolutely. Dan, this has been great. I I hope that you've already purchased your Jaquez Brisker jersey on <laughs> DHgate. Oh, good call, but it's going to be brisket. I need to, what's his we need to know his number first and I will. But mm. it'll say brisket. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thanks, buddy. This has been great. Thanks for <sighs> spending the evening with me and our audience. Thanks love you, having- buddy. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Love you. Love you, Bill. Bye. Bye. bring it forward a little bit here but how do you see the nfc north shaping up in the 2021 2022 season a little bit of a preview if you will i think the paris 13 and 3 i mean right give me give me another number that makes sense but no that those are the numbers well i I, the schedule hasn't come out yet but we know that the bears have um a pretty tough uh, the, all of the road opponents are very difficult, <laughs> but I I have trouble finding a loss on their schedule that has yet to be released. I think, yeah. Who do, who do we think they're going to kick the season off against? <laughs> Look at <laughs> why don't we why don't we throw our hats in the ring there? I think at Detroit Monday night to kick the season off. What do you guys think? <laughs> Hundred percent, Rick. Hundred percent. Stafford's gone. Goff. They're going to bring out the red carpet. Zero dice coming from you live from Ford Field. Is that Ford Field? Oh, yeah. uh, Monday night, September fourth, and uh, we'll be there. We'll be there for that shitty five-hour drive there and the shitty five-hour drive home. I'm Craig. I'm Craig. Um, I'm looking up. I'm looking up what day of the week September fourth is. <laughs> it's a Saturday. It is a Saturday. <laughs> you know what? Don't rule it out. The schedule hasn't been released yet. I've seen weirder things happen.
<laughs> if you're embracing a wife that will be willing every Thursday night to cook you lasagna, eating lasagna for 13 straight weeks.